The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another episode. Issue. Issue. Yeah. Issue. It's, it's it's issues. Welcome to another. Sometimes I think you did this on purpose now. <laughs> no. It, <laughs> it's it's not on purpose. I'm at that stage. I mean, when, when the missus says I'm lucky to remember my name and how to get home, I'm at that stage right now. <laughs> With everything, new new positions at work, new skill sets. When I'm at one, 13 shows a day really isn't that bad. When I'm at the other position, 13 shows a day is mind scrambling. Just a little overwhelming. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not overwhelming. It's just, it's very taxing. So, um... So, of course, you've heard all three of us talking. Um, we are the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. I'm just going to go with the obligatory, how you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm feeling better. So, um, <laughs> love the Monty Python. We don't do enough Monty Python reference. Well, Monty Python is not really well established in the MCU or the Marvel comic books. But it is established in geekdom, and we are geeks as well. Now, I will say this. They snuck in a Monty Python reference in one of the early issues of Excalibur. Yes. Brian Braddock's brother is being held in an African prison, and he's kind of being tortured by the the local warlord and a kind of like a, a, you know, a witch shaman type person. And he is trussed up to an X-shaped cross, and he's just going, I feel happy. I feel happy. (laughs) 
<sighs> yeah. So there, but obscure trivia nugget for the day or evening or whenever you are watching, listening this. You can be listening to this at 3 a.m. It's okay. We ain't judging. No, we're not. Um, I'm just going to say it right now. If you're listening to this, Modoc has already dropped. Season premiere has dropped. Did y'all watch it? <laughs> if you did, let us know at Marvel Geeks on Twitter or find us on Facebook, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Let us know or email us, mmg at mightymarvelgeeks.net. <laughs> we want to know. So do inquiring minds. Um, you can't I, segue into that, can you? I can't. I can't segue. Okay. Um, and I don't. And I don't have. I, I went to find numbers. Actually, I didn't have time to look for for numbers. Number drops. People going number. <laughs> um. Yeah, we don't know where he's going with this either. I don't either. No. Um, no. So on Sorcerer Radio, uh, I'm assuming this is Sandy and her husband do Disney yeah. trip trips, or is this Disney just trip trips? Yes. This is great people. This is Sandy Love and Michael who do the show, right? It is. It is. Okay. So Michael ranked his MCU films, and well, it's his ranking of how he likes them. Everyone's MCU films. Right. Not that he has his own private collection. Not that it, we'd be jealous if he did. It's how he ranked the films. Um, so his ranking, and this is his opinion, which is very well respected because no opinion's wrong. It's personal preference. He Unless goes, you have Howard the Duck, number one, in which case we're going to have to judge you a little bit harshly. <laughs> well, Howard the Duck's not MCU, but... Uh, it, see, now... Are you sure he's not MCU? Because he showed up. Okay, but the movie's not MCU. Okay. And is and Howard the Duck, I I will now say corrected, but technically I'm still right. First Marvel movie, but not the first Marvel property on big screen. Okay, what was the first pro- Marvel property on the big screen? There was a Captain America movie serials in the 40s. You mean the ones back from the 40s? Are we yeah. counting those? Okay, cool. Those would be the first Marvel properties on, on the big screen. Howard becoming second. You know, we need to find those. I do. Yeah, we do. I have. We need to find those and review them. I have one of the Batman. I have the first Batman serials. Yeah, I remember and the I, Batman serials. And I'm trying to get the second one, and I haven't found it. I want this Cap series. It's got to exist out there somewhere. Just got to know how to make it happen. So, Mike or Michael um, from Disney Trip Tips. This is his ranking. I'm going from the bottom up. 23. YouTube. You found him? Yeah, I, I see him on YouTube. Ho, 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 ho. Okay. Mike, just for just for the sake of time, uh-huh. why don't you just give give everyone his top 10? You want to go top 10? Yeah. Get, I was going to say, top 10. I, I could go through the top 23. I, I could do the 23 quickly. Okay. All right. Do it. Well, now, now, now you want to see if, I, if the challenge is on. <clears throat> we'll be touching if you can't. <sighs> Twenty-three, Hulk. Twenty-two, Thor. Two. Twenty-one, Captain Marvel. Twenty, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Nineteen, Guardians. Two. Eighteen, Iron Man. Three. Seventeen, Iron Man. Two. Sixteen, Thor. Fifteen, Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, fourteen, Black Panther. Thirteen, Iron Man. Two. Twelve, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Eleven, Ant-Man. Ten, Civil War. Nine, Winter Soldier. Eight, Ragnarok. 
7. Age of Ultron. 6. Doctor Strange. 5. Endgame. 4. Guardians. 3. Iron Man. 2. Avengers. And number 1. Howard the Duck. I mean, I'm sorry. Infinity War. <laughs> I tried. Okay. I tried. There you go. So, um, all right. Just to see if I could find it. Fine. Which, knowing my luck, I'm not going to find it. No. Okay. So, I'll do it this way. Which voice do I have set? Ready, guys? I'm ready. Uh, I don't even know what you're doing, so. Number five. What is y'all's fifth film on y'all's personal list? All right, Kellen, you, t- you take this first. All right, uh, number five for me is Doctor Strange. Okay. On my list, but not in that spot. Why Doctor Strange? Well, so my approach to this are, uh, were movies that I could sit down and watch at any time from beginning to end. And and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. So and this was hard to do because that's pretty much true for all the movies, but some more so than others. So of all the ones that I came up for the reason in this list, Doctor Strange has happened to come up number five. Okay. And as you hear the other ones in the list, you'll see why. But yeah. OK. OK. What about you, Eric? Well, I actually kind of went really old school on this one. Well, relatively speaking, I, I went with the very first Iron Man. Okay. Mainly just because you don't have an MCU without Iron Man. You don't have it. Right. You don't have uh, you don't have pretty much any of the story arcs. Well, I mean, you've got them, but Tony Stark was the glue that held everything together. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he may not be in y'all's top five. He was in mine just because it's fun to go back and look at this now mm-hmm. and just think, well, okay, well, here's a part that they built off in in another movie. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we see Phil Coulson, and he says, just call us S.H.I.E.L.D., and things like that. It's just, it's it's good to go back and see the origins of a lot of stuff that shows up later. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, for me, my list is, is, is based on what touched me emotionally and, and, and captured um my own personal interests, but also tied in a little bit with what Kylan said. Is it one that I will stop changing channels if it pops up? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it is it a surf stopper, so to speak? Surf stopper. I like that. Is it a surf stopper? Um, for me, my number five, it is a surf stopper for sure. Um, and it was one that I wasn't sure how it was going to be made. That came out at the right time when it was released, and, and I recognized its place in history, being a history buff that I am. This came out in the right time in American history to to be accepted the way it was. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't figured out, I'm talking about Black Panther, then I just told you, um, my number five <laughs> is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So Solid. Um, it, it, I knew the movie would do well, but that film just hit the right time. Plus two, Chadwick Bosman. Yes. Chadwick I mean, yes. It, 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 
it's because of that film that I ended up going back and watching 42, watching Thorgood, watching his James Brown movies. Mm-hmm. And not to just last fall, like right after he passed, I watched those three again in a marathon. Actually, I watched the four because I threw Black Panther in there, too. And it's just like the man was cast right. He was. Yeah, it, it's very hard for me to decide whether or not Robert Downey Jr. or Chadwick Boseman was the better casting job. Um, no offense to anyone. Perfect Marvel casting was Robert Downey Jr. Because the man is Tony Stark. Well, I'm, yes, and that we have said it before on this podcast that perhaps the greatest strength of the MCU movies has been the quality of the casting yeah. mm-hmm. that you have had just with with only very, very rare exception. Have they kind of not knocked it out of the park? Right. Right. Well, for me, the whole thing is um, with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. For those of you who don't know, maybe some of our younger listeners or maybe those listeners, you know, be it on our podcast, be it on Sorcerer Radio, who just don't know the backstory of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he went to jail for what the drugs and the alcohol, mm-hmm. several DUIs, you know, several drug arrests cleaned up and hasn't looked back at what he did in the past. Acknowledge, acknowledges yeah. it. So did he have to reach far for Tony Stark? No, he lived no, it. No. So perfect choice. I mean, you, until you get this generation's Robert Downey Jr., you're not going to be able to recast a Tony Stark for any relaunch of the MCU 10 years from now, 20 years from now, until you have that Tony Stark, you know, that person who is the epitome of Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, to this day, I... It's almost like you're talking about two completely different. Well, you are talking about two completely different people when you look at Robert Downey Jr. back then and Robert Downey Jr. now. Oh, yeah. They're two completely different people. And for somebody who was able to take his struggle yep. and uh, and his journey and and turn that into such an amazing positive you know that that's I, that you know even outside of the movies that is a great object lesson for all of us like your your story is never finished i mean cuz if you had asked, if you had asked anybody when he was you know you know doing time and all that stuff they they would they would have said oh he's finished he's done you know but he turned it around and and now it's you know, he really is the bedrock of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Can, can we imagine what Chaplin would have been like if he was sober? I don't want to know. <laughs> and, Better, and, 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 and Chaplin was an amazing film for him. Um, I mean, we're talking about his really his first feature film was Weird Science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yes. he he was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I'm looking at his credits, but he was uncredited. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I I know that we are 
heinously sidetracking here. Yeah, sorry. But no, no, no. This is a good conversation. Uh, you said, you know, can you imagine what Chaplin would have been like if, uh, if, if Downey had been sober when doing it? Well, all right. Imagine any of these five people if Marvel had if Marvel had gone with them instead of Robert Downey Jr. for Tony Stark. Um, and this this is according to an article on mentalfloss.com. Uh, these guys were these were considered for the role. Tom Cruise. No. Hugh Jackman. No. Nicholas Cage. No. Sam Rockwell. Rockwell, maybe. And Timothy Oliphant. Mm. Oliphant, maybe, at most. But no, you can... Robert is the, is the ideal casting. Yes. yes. He lived it. But, yeah, but what I'm saying, imagine how different things would have turned out that's if like, any of those five people had been cast for the role instead. That, that's like saying, what if uh, Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones? Right. No, you, you just don't. So... Um, moving on. How about number four? All right. <laughs> hey, I tried to throw some sort of radio ditty thing in her. Number four. Number four. Number four is Black Panther. Uh-huh. Okay. My number four, and and I and I know I'm going to hear the the uh, the sound of ultimate suffering come from friend of the show and occasional co-host John Totter Christopher. My number four is Thor Ragnarok. Okay, mainly because in and I can hear him now. The worst thing that Marvel did was was let Chris Hemsworth do comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, the the thing about it though, he was doing comedy in the first two Thor movies. He just didn't know he was being funny. <laughs> no, can, I think you're can, right. Kenneth uh, Branagh disguised it well. Yeah, I mean, you take the fish out of water <laughs> concept. And yes, he was doing comedy. It just wasn't comedy comedy. And the first one was very Shakespearean. Yes. And that's that is one thing I liked about the first Thor movie, Mm -hmm. because it very it fit very well into the way that Thor had been um, portrayed in the comics. Yes. He was very much the yea, verily, I shall smite thee with yon hammer kind of thing. But the the where Ragnarok, the appeal to me is that we we see Thor having acclimated to Earth culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you like being on on Earth. You like being in there with Earthlings. It's going to rub off on you, right? And that's what made Thor more likable for me. I will occasionally watch the the older Thors. As a matter of fact, I watched it uh, with with my girlfriend this past weekend because she had never seen the first one. Oh, so we sat down, we watched it, but. I prefer, and I also prefer the 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 bits that ha, that are building off of earlier things, mm-hmm. kind of like Thor getting slammed around by Loki, like Loki was in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, and just just things like that, and things that are like subtle nods to, like say, you know, your World War Hulk, uh, because you couldn't have a World War Hulk movie in and of itself. So basically, they had to like fold it into the batter for Ragnarok. Right. Right. And we started seeing more and more of an intelligent Hulk. Yes. Which he was he was kind of more gray Hulk in this one. 
he was kind of more that that personality. Mm-hmm. And I think Back the, the, the above the ground point, underwater. Sub- sorry, I'm sorry. Was was I interrupting something? <laughs> no, I was trying. I'm listening. Is that your way of telling me that you know no. we we need to wrap up my my choice? No, it was a button slip. So it was a button slip. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay, Mike. Moment's ruined. You go ahead, though. No. Finish up. Finish <laughs> oh, up, dude. dude. Oh, baby, it ain't got to be like that. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, I could ramble on about each one of these choices all show long, but we don't have time for it. So go ahead. What's your number four? My number four is the one we thought would never get made. And when it did get made, total surprise on everyone. More of a surprise than Guardians of the Galaxy. So obviously it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. You're talking about a small little movie here, aren't you? Small movie, big payday. (laughs) And has some of the best movie posters ever. I think I have one of those posters. I don't remember. I think I do. So I got to get it framed and up on the wall. Ant-Man. That came out of nowhere. Paul Rudd, perfect to Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ant-Man was definitely a pleasant surprise. Yes. I I will say, I will go further. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is in my top 10. Okay. So, because I, I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp carried over really well as, as well. So, okay. um, all righty. Moving right along. We're going to take that three o'clock traffic and bring you number three. Uh, I'll, I'll back over to you, Jim, in the studio. <laughs> I, and I'll be honest with you, my number three is going to probably make some people mad, but you know, it is what it is. Number three, Infinity War. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to put mine out here now. Mm-hmm. My number three, Infinity War. <laughs> I, I mean, no, the thing is, no joke right there, written down. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, and the thing is, I, <clears throat> I have to be emotionally prepared for Infinity War. It's not a fun movie. No, it's not a fun movie. But if you want, if you want to see Marvel at one of its finest moments, you know that that that's the way to go. Now, and if you if you want to, if that's what you want to do, and you're okay with getting your with your heart getting ripped out, because I don't care how many times you see this movie, how many times you know what's going to happen, it's going to rip your heart out every time. That is a mark of a good movie. Well, and Mister. I don't feel so good. Dude, see, man. (laughs) And see, those of us who followed the Infinity Gauntlet saga in the comics, we've known this is this was coming for months. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we knew what the the final result was. We just didn't know how you were going to get there. Right. And even and even then with Endgame, they spun the ending. They did. They did. But yeah, so I that that was I I, I struggled with this. Like I said, you know, I well I I share what my criteria was. So yeah, so the Infinity War is at number three for me. Um only because, go ahead, Eric. You're no, number no, no, three. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm only jumping ahead of Eric on this because I I put it number three as well. So I mean, why hear the name twice? For me, this was one of those to start off a film, which these were shot back to back, right? If I remember, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
to set up everything and to get moments like the Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And, and to see, you know, we, we see it in the book, but to actually see it happen live, Thanos throw mm-hmm. Gamora off the, off the cliff to get the soul stone. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. It was, it was bad enough in the, in the comics, mm-hmm. but you hate Thanos even more now from that. Well, in, in the infinity gauntlet miniseries, he didn't, but of course, by the time the infinity gauntlet series starts he's got all the stones yes yeah but the part that that really that that really ripped it out for me was not the not the mr stark i don't feel so good it's the scene there on vormir where where he starts crying and gamora starts going tears really now they're not for him and it's just you that that feeling stinks in it's kind of like oh crap you know, he, he, you know what he's gonna do, and it, it, it's kind of like that to me was the most. It made Thanos the most human, for lack of a better, uh, lack of a better phrasing for it. Yeah, it's kind of like he has said all along. You know, the toughest choices require the strongest wills, and in his mind, he is just he, he's trying to do the universe a solid. And it, I mean, it's not like a mustache twirling evil moment. No, he believes he's doing the right thing. And, and you know, he goes on and he's gone on about, you know, your tough choices, strong wills. And here's a choice that he's got to make that is going to cost him basically, you know, the person he loves most in all the cosmos. And, you know, I struggle. I struggle with being so committed to something that really largely seems arbitrary, you know? I mean, and I know that he's his entire life. He's he's it's been his way of trying to save worlds, you know, is to go and do do this where, you know, you're taking half of, of a population and to to be so committed to that, that you're willing to sacrifice your your family for that. Like I on one side, I get being committed to something. And, 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 you know, and there are sacrifices that are made to to achieve goals in life. I get that. But that made him that moment made him almost at the same time, the most human and the most despicable. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think of a, a a noble cause so noble that you are willing to throw Dawn off a cliff? Or Michael, your daughter, or me, my son. It's it. It kind of had smacks of the uh, the Old Testament scene in the Bible, where it's like God said, you know, to, to Abraham, sacrifice upon you know to me your son Isaac. Yeah, I. You know, I would sacrifice myself before I. I and, and I don't know. I'm like for him that wasn't an option. I guess. Yeah, I I could not imagine if I was in that situation or if there is a cause that is so noble, you know, I don't know. I really don't. It's I mean, and that, that's the human side of me that comes out I because I, I, I think about in, in Star Trek, Two, you know, when when Spock says, you know, yeah. the good of the many outweigh the good of the few or the one. Mm-hmm. I think of that. And that I, is Thanos' Kobayashi Maru moment. It, it, it really is. And 
and I know he's he made that decision long before he got to that point. That decision was already made. And I'm right. not saying that it was easy for him. I'm not, but well, that, I don't think it hit him. You know, he was willing to basically, you know, snuff out anyone who stood in his way. Right. I don't think he was ever prepared for a scenario where he would have to sacrifice someone he cared about. No. So, no. yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that. So just to recap, um, number five for everyone was. My number five was Iron Man. Iron- Mine was Strange. Black Panther, number four. For me, was Thor Ragnarok. Me, Black Panther. Ant-Man, number three. Avengers Infinity War for Kylan and myself. For me, number three is Guardians of the Galaxy, the volume one. Okay. Yeah. Because it was yeah. it, it was not a superhero movie. And I, I told a professor where I work, I said, you know, I said, yeah, you need to watch this. He says, I don't like superhero movies. I said, this is not a superhero movie. This is kind of like the Dirty Dozen in space. Yes, yes. And like Mike, what you said with Ant Man is kind of like you know the the ones kind of like you're just scratching your head. You know, why is this movie getting made? What well, you know, if if Marvel ever you know dials up a bus, this could very well be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being nervous about this movie because it was not the Guardians of the Galaxy that I was familiar with. Right. But it turned out to be such a surprise hit that, you know, it, it took everybody by surprise. Yes, it did. So I, was, I remember, was it like they, they, the, the teaser trailer came out a year before the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Man, I don't know. I don't know. I was, and I was like, I know I'm gonna see it because it's Marvel, but I don't know. And then, as that marketing machine kept churning and churning along, because I wasn't very, I wasn't familiar with the Guardians at all. Uh, I think, but at the at the time that the Guardians were popular, I was pretty much inundated with every X book out there. So, you know, uh, cause you know, in the early nineties, there were like 55 X titles. I think some like that, <laughs> you know, same like it. Cause you had two X teams and Wolverine showing up in every other book and you know, whatever. So and he had his own book. Yeah. He had his own book along with all the other X books. And then you had Excalibur, X force, X factor, uh, generation X, you know, it was, insane so when i first saw the trailer i'm like i don't know but as it then it moves on it moves on and you know i start kind of feeling it you know and you know you start hearing the soundtrack and then i'm like you got you hooked know, on a feeling I, I was hooked on a feeling and that was it and then you know I didn't know what to expect because this seemed like a bunch of a bunch of misfits. And I'm like, I don't know what Marvel's doing, but I'm signing on. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to Eric. Change it up. Number two. My number two is Captain America Winter Soldier. It's <laughs> yours too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how, uh, and we kind of, again, this kind of ties into the, it's not really a superhero movie. Mm -mm. It is a 
political action intrigue drama. Yes. That just happens to have superhumans in it. Mm -hmm. And that, again, is one of the great things that Marvel has been able to do. It's like it's been able to do different genres with super beings in them. Yes. So, yes. uh, And we basically got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's where you first get a taste of Bucky as Winter Soldier. It's the first time you see the Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've said it before. I will say it again. I really like the MCU Falcon far better than the comic book version. Yeah, yeah. I, I And I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I couldn't always relate to Sam in the comics. Yeah, I wanted to. I mean, he's a likable character. Yes. But it was the MCU that humanized him. Yes. Grounded him. Yes. Yeah. Good way. Yes. I, I think it's funny. I, I have sh- shared with both of you the same same pick at different levels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. <laughs> okay, Colin, since you're the, the odd guy out here, unless, of course, you've done the same thing. I, I did not this time. Um almost did but no i did not uh but my number two is end game um for one reason and one reason only avengers assemble we waited 10 years 20 movies for that moment that that like when all the chips are down and it just seems like it there is no hope at all and then you hear cap on your left on your left. Yeah. Oh, th- uh, I got goosebumps when you did that. I, just, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, and in the theater, just shared moment. And we all had it. Uh-huh. And then when Cap says Avengers assemble, I, what that was. And isn't that the first time that phrase is. That's the only time. First that is the only time. We almost got it at the end of Age of Ultron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because. Josh Whedon cruelly teased us with it. We where Cap is going, Avengers? Cut the end of movie. Mm-hmm. But the way that he did it in Endgame is just it, it, it's perfect. Because you know, just you expect him to holler, you know, Avengers assemble, kind of like that, but he just yeah. like drops it down, understates it, and it's ten times as powerful. It's it and, and, and you at that moment, the Dora Milaje, the 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 the, uh, the the sorcerers, all who who all um, all, all the port, in. all the all the ports start reopening with everyone with all the heroes yes. that have been snapped, snapped, snapped. Every one of them is an Avenger at that point. There's there's also there's also Nova Corps. Yeah. And also, if I remember correctly, I had to go back and, and look at this again. There's like even as Guardian flying boats. Yeah. I believe so. There's even Howard. There you go. Howard. Howard. Yep. Yep. Howard How, makes Howard. his appearance. And, and I love the way that scene was set up. Mm -hmm. You know, Cap is almost at the very left hand side of the screen when he hears Sam, Mm -hmm. when he says on your left and all those portals start coming up. They are literally all on On Cap's left. Yes. Hey, Kylan. On your left. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) that was, I, I, you know, it's just uh. now. 
despite what my daughter says and despite what I have heard from others, no, Deadpool is not an endgame on a flying unicorn. I'm pretty sure we have noticed that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Zoe keeps insisting Deadpool's in endgame in that final battle. Zoe has developed the concept of headcanon, hasn't she? Yes, she has. Okay. So, uh, Kylan, you're number two. Oh, that was my number two. Yeah, I thought oh, that right. was his. Uh-huh. Did you double up with Kylan on, on this one? No. No, he doubled up I with doubled you. I doubled you. Oh, number two? Captain America, yeah. Winter Soldier. Just because I think Captain America, Winter Soldier was very close to the comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the fall of shield, with everything else, it, it was, I mean, it was great. It is the empire strikes back in the captain America trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. It helped verify how the concept of how do you ruin us? I mean, it, it just proved, the Captain America trilogy to me just proved that the old myth of how do you ruin a superhero franchise third film, they did not because everything tied in for a reason. Now Iron Man three kind of almost did. Thor was ruined, right? I thought, I thought it went in reverse. It started off. Okay. Got worse. Then got superbly better. Right. So they, they just had to figure out what to do with Thor. Yeah. Winter Soldier, right off the bat. We didn't, you did not need to know much background. All you knew was, oh, when we last saw Bucky, no, he did not die. He was frozen too and found by Russians and turned, and they developed their own super soldier serum with him. And during the process, somehow he lost his arm, whether it was in the fall or frostbite, whatever, he had lost his arm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're, we're at that point of, it's time to wrap up show. No, it's not. How can we wrap up the show (laughs) without giving number one? I heard that in the reef. That was pretty cool. Um, Eric, hit us up with your number one pick. Okay. I, I need to explain my number one pick. Because it's going to sound like I'm cheating because I don't feel that this was two movies. It was actually one movie delivered in two parts. So, yes, my number one is Avengers Infinity War slash Avengers Endgame. As as Hasbro and Marvel have been calling it with the figures, the Infinity Saga. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows movies. Mm-hmm. It was one movie in two parts. Yeah. And when and when Thanos did the snap at an, the end of Infinity War, it was to me, it, well, in any kind of movie, the lowest part is at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every movie, you know, like, you know, in the middle of act two or end of act two, you're at your lowest point. Right. And that was definitely the lowest point of the movie. So if you stick those two together, and I really think you should. Yeah. It is one story put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my number one. You can call them 1A and 1B if you want, but that's my number one. Or or we'll just, re- like we talked about, relabel it. Uh, Infinity Saga. Infinity 
Infinity Saga. Now, for me, I was okay with Infinity War without Endgame, even though we needed Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't bother me because I I I place Endgame a little lower in list than Infinity War. I I, I was able to separate them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kylan. Your number one pick. Winter Soldier. I, I, dude, that movie from the beginning when Cap jumps out of the plane without a chute, lands in the water and assaults the ship. And we got that epic fight with Batroc the Leaper uh, to my favorite Cap uniform uh, to uh, a deep cut with a mar- uh, a shield character. Technically, deep cut with two characters because uh, you had Sitwell. Yeah, Jasper Sitwell. Uh, he was kind of a deep cut. Um, and then also, oh man, Robert Redford's character. Pierce. 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 Yeah. So Pierce. Um, and different, definitely a different take on Pearson way he is in the comics. But I love that. I love, and I don't know that this actually affected me too, how that movie completely altered the TV series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Completely altered it. Um, all the way to the introduction of, of uh, Falcon to... Well, yeah, we also got the introduction to Sharon Carter mm-hmm. and then that, that epic heart-wrenching battle between Bucky and Steve. Yeah. Uh, like, even though in that moment, like, you know that Steve is going to survive, you know, but the question is how. That that fight between the two of them reminded me of the fight between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I thought of it more of uh, Anakin and Obi Wan from Revenge of the Sith: Battle of Brothers. Do too. It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, I really don't want to fight you. Well, that's too bad because you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, right. And I mean, just the the fights in that movie overall, like, like especially like the fight between between uh Bucky and Sam and Natasha and Steve. Mm-hmm. No, in that that one big chase. Yeah. And like, and then I guess that would have been like maybe the second fight with Steve between Steve and Bucky. Uh, like all the exchanges, like the knife, how he flips the knife and the, you know, he drops it and it's in another hand. And I mean, the, the fight choreography in that movie was phenomenal. It was. And there's, I have so many reasons to love that movie. That's why it's number one for me. I, that movie is pretty much perfect for me when it comes to uh, to the MCU. That movie is perfect. Okay. For should you guys even, you know, I'm going to almost make you guys guess what my. The first Avenger. Eric. The original Avengers movie. Got to give it to Kylan. Captain America, first Avenger. Sucker for a period piece. Well, yeah, but there's also. It, Iron Man was the first movie to be released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Captain America, the first Avenger, laid the groundwork for everything else, pretty much. It did. It did. So, yep. yeah, yep. I, I, I can totally get that. Um, plus, because of first Avenger, still want my Howling Commando series. <laughs> and I still want it with Cap and Coulson at different meetups going, have you heard this story? Mm -hmm. You know, with the timelines kind of 
screwed up after Endgame, there's nothing to say that that cannot happen. That's true. Now, Captain First Avenger is one of my favorite MCU movies, as a matter of fact. And this was very hard because we were also coming up with with honorable mentions, you know, something that was just outside our top five. Mm-hmm. First Avenger was my honorable mention. I mean, okay. And, okay. and I had to think about that for quite a while because I've got I've got Civil War, Doctor Strange and Black Panther pretty much swirling around in there as well. Mm-hmm. So in, in the end, I had to go with First Avenger, but just for the same reasons that Mike said. See, I, I can see a Howling Commandos series loosely based on, loosely modeled after Tales of the Golden Monkey. Or uh, Tales of the Golden dude, Monkey. I love that movie. I, 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 a couple, or a TV series, I, I, Hated that it ended after what one season, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that was just prime. I did look out and found somebody who, cause I'm a big, I'm really big into new pulp and found somebody who was such a fan of that series that they created two collections of short stories inspired by it. It wasn't exactly Tales of the Gold Monkey, but if you know what you're looking at, it's Tales of the Gold Monkey. Well, Tales of the Gold Monkey was inspired by the 1939 drama film Only Angels Have Wings. It then inspired Disney's Tailspin. (laughs) I love Tailspin. Yes. And it also heavily inspired the ninth season of Archer Danger Island. Yes. There is no reason why if you modeled after Tales of the Gold Monkey, after Black Sheep Squadron, which was originally called Baba Black Sheep. Yep. Mm -hmm. But around the Howling Commandos, you almost go Tales of the Gold Monkey meets Black Sheep Squadron meets Expendables with the Howling Commandos as we're building up through SSR to S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. Right. So just saying. So, Eric, you said your honorable mention is Captain America First Avenger. It is. Anything you want to add to it? I the the also honorable mentions would be like I said, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. I, I realize that I have essentially given you a top ten. Yeah. I, but I mean that's how close my honorable mentions were. Okay. Yeah. If I had waited five, if I'd done five minutes later or five minutes sooner, I may have given you a different answer. Okay. Kylan, your honorable mention. Okay. So, (laughs) so my, my first honorable mention. Okay. You guys may, I roll this. It is what it is. Iron Man 2. I'm a sucker for War Machine. I'm I'm a sucker for War Machine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And then if we're if we're hey, circling in with others, Rockwell was great as Hammer. Yes, I, mean, I loved him as Justin Hammer. I'm hoping, I'm hoping because of what happened in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that Justin Hammer's uh, ugly head's going to be raised up again. That's I, why I think I need want to see. I need to rewatch his entrance and figure out how to do that strut walk when he comes out. <laughs> Justin Hammer, and this is kind of true in the in the comics, uh, and especially in the MCU, is kind of like 
you know how you go to Walmart and they have the Walmart brand of all this other stuff, you know, great choice loaf bread, great choice potato chips, great choice dandruff shampoo. <laughs> Justin Hammer is the great choice Tony Stark. Now, and because of that, AIM is going to be after us now. You understand that, right? <laughs> we, we used to just have to worry about Hydra. Now we got AIM. Yeah. You can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> oh. He's the Walmart Tony Stark. You are. You're right. You're totally right. Um, the sad thing is he knows it. You know, I mean, it's like AIM is like the Walmart Hydra. Yeah, it is. You know, that's why they got the beekeeper suits. You know, and, and I do love I do love that scene where they've got the 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 what is the war machine armor minus the the arc reactor. Yes. And Hammer walks in and he shows, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is a nice weapon. This is a nice weapon. This is a nice weapon. He goes on and on. It's like, which one would you like in there? They said all of them. <laughs> And the look on his face when they say that is just, it's, yes. I'm just saying, I, I, that's why I love War Machine. I mean, the, the Iron Man armor is cool. If somebody offered me that, I would not turn it down. But I'm sorry. I like being loaded for bear. I, that's just me. And, or and 10 bears. Yeah, there you go. Or, or that scene where it's kind of like, stand back. I'll hit him with the ex-wife. <laughs> Hammer technology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm gonna throw in there Iron Man one and and Captain America the first Avenger just just because you know that, that's just I, I'm like Eric I mean I had those just really floating around there and you know from one second to the next it easily my honorable mention could either easily been one of those other two so yeah okay. If we were doing multiple honorable mentions. Well, I think we pretty much are at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my first my first honorable mention, Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah. My second is one that I actually enjoyed and I enjoyed his interpretation. Mm-hmm. But Mark Ruffalo made it better. The Incredible oh. Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. I I will st- I will surf stop the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Third honorable mention is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I I get you. I mean, yeah. I, I you know the thing is I never until Ruffalo I never really thought of Banner as being awkward because like in the comics he's not necessarily awkward per se. You know, like in in in, in even in the animated series he's more tortured than yes. awkward. but ruffalo making him awkward at the same time you know that he's in a dark place mm-hmm. but it's almost like he's made peace with it this is just where i am right now until until you get professor hulk yeah. 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 Mark Ruffalo's banner, it, it's the struggle is real. Yeah. The struggle is, is you get that sense that he is struggling. Maybe I mean, you know, that he maybe he's given up all hope of ever being, you know, ever finding peace. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like, you know, this is my cross to bear. It, it's a struggle, but I got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to throw the spin in there. We've, we've talked about surf stopping. What's the one MCU film, if you happen to see it pop up while channel surfing, you have no problems going next? Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. 
about yep, yep, Dark World. I, I, I'm just gonna have to disagree with you guys and say Dark World. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I. It's. It's got its moments, just not enough of them for me. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, if I if I were to do a Thor marathon, I, I'm gonna ride. I'm a ride or die, and I'm a, and I'm a power through one, two, and three. I'm gonna do that. But if it's Saturday afternoon and I'm just surfing around and I'm struggling between watching this or maybe continuing my 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 uh, completion of of a uh, airwolf because I am doing that right now, but I think airwolf airwolf is going to win. Now I get two episodes of airwolf done as opposed to one dark world. Just saying. Okay. Abs- Just for the record, there's only been one Thor movie, the Thor Ragnarok because there what came first was Loki and then Loki two. Oh, oh man. <laughs> really? Right. Oh. Man. Think about Dude, it. First, gonna- first Thor film ever. <laughs> Loki stole the show. Yes, because that version of Thor was kind of dull. And the same thing with Thor, the dark world. Thor, the the best part of Thor, the first one, where the the scenes with Thor in it was either A, the fight scenes, or B, where... He where he is there essentially for as guardian comic relief. Yeah. Except for, of course, this kind of ties into fight scene when he tries to lift the hammer and finds out that he can't. Mm-hmm. Right. That is that is Thor's single greatest moment in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So um, let's see. Those are our picks. Uh, no love for Dark World. No love for the dark world. So what's like, your top five? Yeah. Hit us up. Social media, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, yeah. Uh, Facebook at Mighty Marvel Geeks, Twitter at Marvel Geeks. Hit us up now. And do you consider the Infinity Saga to be one movie or do you consider it two separate movies? Infinity War and Endgame. May have to do and, that. As, may have to do that as a poll question. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Do you consider and, consider it two part yep. one film two parts or two separate films and you know what i i'm curious uh because you know we've been talking about how we would love to see a uh um a howling commando series do you like our concept for it do you have a better concept or a different concept you know what let us know or or should we just kind of give up talking about it because that's not going to change anything we're still going to talk about it but you know if you think we're going on and on about too much you could say that you know (laughs) or how about a new howling commandos headed up by lance and bobby oh oh See, dude, you know I still haven't gotten over losing Lance and Bobby. I still haven't. Got, and I'm still salty that we're not getting most wanted. I'm still mad about that. I am too. That, oh gosh. I, I mean, I would love to see a most wanted. We're mm-hmm. clearly not going to get a most wanted. No, we're not. I would love to have seen a Dominic Fortune in the MCU. Man, I I lucked out. I was in the comic shop. I found a Dominic Fortune trade, like in the five $5 bin. Yeah. I had to get it, and I felt a little salty when I bought it to, then, too, because I was yeah. still – because it's Dominic Fortune. One of the most underappreciated characters in the MC in, – in the Marvel Universe. Just saying. 
I mean, and, and this is something that Marvel has done a good job with. They have taken deep cuts and taken lesser known or less popular characters. And really, that's what they've been doing since day one in the MCU because they had to. Because Marvel, to stave off the bankruptcy, I mean, they had to sell off movie rights to what was then their most popular titles. You know, your Spider-Man, your Daredevil, your Fantastic Four, your X-Men. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty much, you know, what they had left was the stuff that at the time nobody wanted. Right. So, you know, now we're getting, and we've gotten the Avengers, we've gotten the Doctor Strange, we've gotten all these characters so far. And uh, again, I am looking forward to Black Widow movie just for two words, Red Guardian. Man, I am so, man, I am so excited. That yeah. is going to be awesome. And, you know, I'm excited to get some new characters, you know? Um, I mean, are we getting a new Black Widow? You know, are, is is uh, Yelena coming into the MCU now? You it's know, awesome. I'm just saying, man. It's, we it's, are getting more characters. We're getting we, – well, look what we've gotten from the Disney Plus series. Yes. We've got Monica Rambeau. We've got Agatha Harkness. You think we're not going to see her again? You're crazy. <laughs> uh, We've got Power Broker. We've got U.S. Agent. We've got Flag Smashers. I, I, we're going to see Flag Smashers keep coming back. And Flag oh, Smashers, yeah. this was a, I, I was a little iffy on making Flag Smashers an organization rather than a person. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of figure it, you know, they took Flag Smasher and his organization of Ultimatum and, you know, put them in together. I think that was good because you can always bring them back, kind of like Hydras, kind of like, well, this is a cell from over here. Flag Smashers is the new Hydra. Yes. And, and, and you know what? The Flag Smashers along, they, 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 they have, they're, they're going to be going after uh, uh, Baron, Baron, was it? Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. They're be going after Baron Zemo now, you know, because yep. they have to know that he was behind what he did. And they're all but gone. You know, they're all but gone. And there's somebody out there that's going to jump in, rally them. Yeah. And well, new tech and who, who knows? New super soldiers. Who knows? Speaking of speaking of Zemo. You know he ain't gonna stay on the raft forever. No, he can come and go as he chooses. You know that he really. I think he wanted to go. Yeah, I let's be honest. If he really wanted to disappear, Bucky would not have been able to find him, even with the door Milaj's help. No, no, no. He could. He was there. He was there. He was waiting for Bucky. Mm-hmm. The only thing he hadn't planned on was Bucky putting a gun to his head. No, no. But he had a plan in place for that, too. But he was he knew he was going to wind up in the raft. He he, he would want to go there. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like Loki being taken prisoner in the first Avengers movie. You know, when Nick Fury says, you know, why do I have the impression that he is the only one on this ship who inv- who wants to be here? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. We have not seen the last of Zemo. We've not seen the last Flag Smashers. There are so many characters in in all this we have not seen the last of. Right. Uh, Speaking of seeing the last of, there are more Infinity Saga faves that are getting Marvel Legends treatment. Uh, This is going to be our last story. 
of the night. This comes from Madeline Buckley, who we've had on the show. Uh, Hasbro Pulse keeps adding to its lineup with the Marvel Legends figures inspired by the Infinity Saga. On Friday, this past Friday, Marvel revealed three new Infinity Saga sets. Iron Man Mark III. Okay. A Captain Marvel and Rescue 2-pack. Okay. And Happy Hogan and Iron Man Mark 21 two-pack. Okay. And then on the 17th, they revealed a 13-inch Surter as seen in Thor Ragnarok. Wow. And these look great. Now, I don't remember in the movie Captain Marvel when she returns for Endgame of her having a sash around her waist. I think she may have. Mm-hmm. She, she did because that's where they pulled the the um, costume for her from Endgame in the Captain Marvel and Rescue two pack. There's another character I think we'll see again. Rescue, yeah. Only I think we'll see their daughter. Yes, I think we'll see. I think we will see Morgan Stark in some capacity. In some kind of Stark-ish armor. Yeah. I think it would be hilarious if she is still a kid in like a suit of like Hulkbuster armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would because be you amazing. see this huge, this huge armor suit trashing around, and then there's like an eight-year-old kid inside piloting. Yeah, which probably so many child labor law things, you know, yeah. going off, you know, child protection mm-hmm. racket things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm going to leave y'all with this one final thought. If y'all, if any of y'all are members of the Disney Movie Rewards, mm-hmm. you could get a Shang Chi. Teaser poster for, I believe, 400 points. Hmm. Redemption. I can't remember if I'm still a member or not. So go check it out while supply is last. There you go. But on hmm. that note, um, I think it's going to be time for us to wrap it up. So there's only Thirsty. one thing left to say. You s- one more time, Eric. Thirsty, if you would, please. The house party protocol, sir. Sure. <laughs> I have detected a ghost file in the database. Uploading it now.